Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live on a Friday afternoon. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Uh, just a couple, of, uh, a couple of other things on what we were talking about before the break. Uh, this Christian veteran that went into the Iowa State House and beheaded a satanic statue because it was satanic. And he felt it was demonic and satanic and uh, anti-God. And so he decided to take things into his own hands. He didn't run. He didn't hide. He destroyed the thing, put, took the head off, threw it in a trash can, and then turned himself into police. Um, if he is—he was charged with a fourth-degree misdemeanor something, pretty minor— He'll probably be fined. I don't think there'll be any jail time or anything like that. But anyway, my question, was he biblically mandated to do what he did? Was he biblically justified? I think that's a better word. Was he biblically justified? And my position was, ah, I can't think of any biblical justification for what he did. Human? Yes. Patriotic? Yes. But as I said, he made a big deal that he was a Christian. So we have to look at it differently because in essence he is representing, by his own admission, well not admission, by his own proclamation, he is representing Christians in how we deal with evil. Okay, let me repeat something. If we were living in Old Testament times, there would be no question whatsoever. Throw down the idols, cut off the heads, destroy them, cut down the groves, you know, and so on. If we were living in Old Testament times, there would be no doubt that what he did was not only justified, it would be mandated. But we're not living in Old Testament times. We're not. Now, here's the bottom line, all right? I'm not going to try to convince you whether he was right or whether he was wrong. And I'm still a little bit on the fence. I am leaning towards no, he shouldn't have done it because I just can't find any New Testament principle that would justify doing what he did, okay? And I'm thinking, you know, all right, here's the bottom line, though. Your primary source of authority must always be the Word of God. It's not just human reason. It's not just, well, I think this is right. And by the way, it is not ultimately the Constitution. I got news, folks. The Bible trumps the Constitution. I love the Constitution. I think it's an incredible document. I believe if you look at the Constitution, you see the fingerprints of God on it. But it is not. 
inspired, infallible, or inerrant like the Word of God is. It is not. It's a masterpiece, one of the greatest political documents in the history of humanity. There is no doubt about it. But it is not the Bible. And therefore, and and here's my problem with a lot of Christians when they get themselves involved in politics. And you know, I never, ever say Christians should not be involved in politics. I think we should be. But everything we do must be based in the clear teaching of the Word of God. If we're going to do something and we cannot justify it by a biblical principle, don't do it. Far too often, far too often, Christians do things out of emotion, out of devotion to country, which I believe we should have devotion to country, but, but, but the Word of God must be above all. It must be. And, uh, I get a little frustrated. Well, more than a little bit. I get a a lot. I get very frustrated by Christians who put far more passion, effort, dedication, time, and yes, even money into politics as compared to their local church. That's wrong. Because the ultimate answers to America's problems, the ultimate answers to all the world's problems, are not political. They're spiritual. They are spiritual. They are. And forgive me for being repetitious, but I'm I'm trying to drive this home. If you do not have biblical justification for the things that you do, then don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. And by the, by the way, don't make something up. Yeah, Christians are pretty good at that as well, you know, making things up because that's what they want to do, and so they... They make up a biblical justification. It's not really a a biblical justification, but uh, anyway, it's got it's it's got to be based in the Word of God. Here's the story. I, uh, I and I'm glad I have very little time to deal with it because it's very unsavory. Some of you may be familiar with the organization Moms for Liberty. This is a nationwide organization. Uh, Protecting Parental Rights, Moms for Liberty. Good, good organization. They've been around for several years now. Well, one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty has been found to be in a part with her husband, who is the chairman of the Republican Party in Florida, in a three- way sexual relationship 
they were doing a a threesome. Yeah. This is one of the... She is no longer on the board of Moms for Liberty. She resigned uh, a couple of years ago, and it's a good thing. But she's a member of a major school board in Florida, and uh, her husband has been charged with rape. Uh, Police are investigating this three-way sexual encounter that this woman and her husband and a third woman have been involved in for a long time. And here's, here's the sad thing. It is not just the liberal left who has lost their moral compass. We see more than our fair share on the conservative side as well. That's that's why Fox News, and I've said this for years, Fox News is not conservative, never was. You check out their website, and there's all kinds of junk and garbage on the Fox News website. Um, because, well, sex sells. Whether you're left or right, liberal or conservative, and... Um, Folks, listen, we must not lose our moral compass. Just because you're conservative politically does not give you a right to be immoral. It does not. And we must demand. We must demand more of our conservative leaders. All right. All right. uh, We're going to take a break and uh, we'll return. A difference makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Uh, this is Friday, and I try my best to defer to the phones, so I've got Bob in Delaware on the line. Bob, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Yeah, Bob, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Happy New Year as it's coming up. Thank you, and you too. I just want to agree with everything you just said about, you know, we have to maintain our morality, and it has to be us, uh, it has to be as much us on the left, on the right, excuse me, as those on the left. And I wonder how you can justify all the things you just said and consider Donald Trump a suitable candidate for the presidency of the United States. Well, first, I've been very open in my criticism of Donald Trump. I always have. Um, I did not support him in that first primary. He was my least favorite candidate. And I made a promise when he was elected that I would honor the office. When he did something good, I would congratulate him and give him credit. When he did something bad, I would expose it and uh, condemn it. 
and I think I think pretty much I've done that. Yeah, and I would I would agree with that comment, but I don't think you can be justified in voting for him because I I'm not sure whether Donald Trump is a symptom of the deterioration of morality on the right or whether he's the cause of the deterioration yeah. on the right. I think there's a little bit of both. Well, the problem is, Bob, unfortunately, uh, may I ask, and if it's none of my business, you tell me, who did you vote for in the last presidential election? Uh, I found some third-party candidate. Okay. Was, okay, so so you... you, you close to my... Okay, so you did not vote for or support Joe Biden? No. Okay, good, good, because most of the people who talk about the morality of Donald Trump support Joe Biden, and boy, I can't get that at all. And I think as Christians, Bob, we cannot turn aside to real immorality. While Donald Trump was president, he was brash he was harsh. He was an egomaniac. But I don't know of anything immoral that he did while he was president. Now, if you look in his past, you can find a whole bunch of immorality there, but I can't judge someone from their past. So during his presidency, I don't believe he was an immoral man. He was brash. He was crude. Uh, but I don't know that he was immoral. But isn't that immorality? Because we're taught to treat people with love, with kindness. Well, if he was pastor, God. yes, but he's a politician. I, but I don't think the I don't think there are separate rules for pastors and politicians. Well, there there there, there, there better be, Bob. There better be. Well, I think we're all as Christians called to a to the same standard. Well, I know, but I don't even know that Donald Trump is a Christian. And I don't know that politicians are Christians, and that's why a pastor would be held to a different standard than a politician. Okay, but I'd still say he's he was lying. He's he's had lies in office and made things up and stuff. So I don't I don't I know I don't know that I ever heard him lie. He certainly exaggerated. There is no doubt about that. Hey, Bob, I'm going to try to get one more caller, and thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Next up is Paul in Grove City. Hey, Paul, 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 how are you? Bob, 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 old buddy, old pal, buddy. Oh, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for asking. Hey, um, first off, real quick, what? How's your how's your son-in-law doing? The one that was in the accident. Well, he's doing much, much better. He's been off work forever because of oh, they're they're trying to determine what's going on. It's a long story, and I wouldn't dare get into his personal business. But overall, he's doing much better, and he is a walking, talking miracle. For those of you who don't know, my son-in-law was hit by a semi-truck, and his car was completely totaled, and um, uh, he was in the hospital for quite some time. But but overall, he's doing well. Thank you for asking. Thank yeah. you. That's good to hear. But uh, hey, listen, real quick, have you watched the White House Christmas? Oh, my goodness, video? yes. <laughs> and so, Bob, what's your thoughts? I mean, it is kind of strange, but I, and it's, I guess it's a, what is it, gender fluid 
I mean, I can't. There's a couple of those guys that are kind of funny. I'm trying to. Well, trying it's. To it's with the uh, who, who knows what. And the thing that troubles me most is the dance company. We're finding out that this dance company that Jill Biden chose to do this video. And by the way, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, do a little Internet search. Jill Biden White House video, and it will pop up. Watch it and have a bucket or something close in case you need to throw up. Uh, it It is bizarre. It's weird. It's strange. And the dance company is a Marxist, far, far, far left-leaning, anti-police, basically racist organization. They are just way, way out there on the left. They do not represent America. And, you know, I started to say, what in the world was Jill Biden thinking of? But, you know, Paul, almost nothing surprises us anymore out of this White House. You compare that with the videos that were produced when Melania Trump was in the White House. Take a look at the two. Take a look and see which represents America. Uh, You know, I I wouldn't say this, this video that Jill Biden put out was evil. It was just weird. And it was like, it was part drag queen. It was part, it was just weird. It was just weird, bizarre, kooky, kinky, and had nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing. And yet this was the official Christmas video from the White House. And um, had nothing to do with Christmas and just weird and bizarre. All right. Yeah, that's the best way I could see it. Yeah. All right, Paul, I got to go. Thanks. Have a great weekend. All All right. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, quick break. We'll be back.